Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about the safety and the efficacy of weight-bearing early on after meniscus repair surgery. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Mass. Lenny McCrina, Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, answering all your amazing physical therapy, fitness, sports performance-related questions. Uh, if you have any, just please head to our website, MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and there's a nice form you can fill out to, uh, to ask us some questions. Uh, Len, do you want to uh, introduce the student uh, uh, today? The, the student, one student, which is very unusual for us here at Champion. Um, we have our student, Trey, Dr. Trey Martin. He is from East Tennessee State University. I'm still trying to figure out who he looks like. There's something going on. If you have any feedback, I don't know if it's... Uh, it like John Travolta, maybe? I've like, heard yeah. Bradley Cooper, but yeah. no. Nah, yeah, that's my like grandma. I don't Eddie know. Munster or something like that? If, <laughs> if you're a Munsters fan, I don't know. There's something... Uh, help me out, uh, listeners and viewers. Jimmy Neutron hair, definitely. <laughs> I've heard that since middle school. Yeah. Good hair. It's more envy for me, so I don't like it. You found something on that one. <laughs> so Dr. Trey is here from uh, East Tennessee uh, University. East Tennessee University of Mississippi uh, asking us some great questions. But Dr. Trey, what do we have today from the the, the Ask Mike Reinhold Show podcast Reinhold. audience? Reinhold? We have John from Mississippi, what are your thoughts on weight-bearing status following meniscus repair? Do you recommend a graded return or weight-bearing as tolerated after surgery? So weight-bearing status after a meniscus repair. This is a pretty common question. I want to, is, Len, do you think this is a common question because there's, there's so much variability in what the surgeons recommend for yeah. post-op meniscus repair? Is, is, like, why is this like a big question? Like, this is a big question because I think everybody knows that we can do it. The literature is screaming that we should do it. It's safe to do it, yet we still don't do it. <laughs> it's so it's interesting scenario going on because I think the literature, maybe in the 90s somewhere there was a paper that showed like the extra uh, excursion in the meniscus with certain positions, whether it's passive flexion or weight bearing. But I think our technology and how we repair these things, we brace them, we're careful with them. Um, I don't know, I just think the literature is screaming it's okay. So if you look not to go off on a tangent here, but if you look at the literature, we probably should. Um, 
if you look at the literature in 2018, there was a paper that looked at uh, conservative, meaning limited weight bearing versus immediate weight bearing, and it showed no differences in the retail rate. Now, if you look at the papers out there, the retail rates for a meniscus repair are probably going to be 10 to 40 percent retail rates, right? So they don't always do as well as we think they're going to do, but they do well no matter how we treat them in our early rehab. So there's a few studies, 2015, 2018. Um, there's a, a Vander Vey, I think is his name, and uh, I think it's Sports Health that I always have that in my talks that shows, again, no changes in retail rates. I think it was like 15 to 30%. But again, these are in vertical longitudinal tears that are probably gonna be in the red, red, or red, white zone, right? So you got a tear that's very repairable and the hoop stresses from putting weight through the extremity is gonna actually help with the healing process. I actually talked about this recently at a talk I did at Spectrum Health up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the doctors agreed with me. I was pleasantly surprised that the doctors that were there were like, yes, we allow weight bearing is tolerated. Now, one of them was trained in Alabama with Dr. Andrews, so we have a similar you know, thought process, but we've been allowing weight bearing after meniscal repair since I started as a PT student in 2002 when I was with Mike down at Hell South, and we've been doing that for 17 years for all of our meniscal repairs, vertical longitudinal tears, and ACL meniscal repairs. So if they have an ACL with a meniscal repair, they do even better. So long-winded answer, I think it is safe. And, I'm just, I have yeah. a follow-up question. Is, yeah. is there any papers on acute, like traumatic tears that's, versus That's where statistically they should be weight-bearing gotcha. early on because it's a fresh injury. Again, that vertical lunge tumor tear. Yes, we need that. Now those chronic degenerative tears yeah. where they're trying to piece it back together, yeah. maybe we, we still allow a little. We used to allow a little. Our worst-case scenario, we allowed partial weight-bearing. We never did non-weight-bearing. So. Do we, so does, you mentioned a little bit the red-red versus red-white zone. So Lenny's referring to the <coughs> vascularity of the menisci within your knee. Right. And the peripheral edge, like kind of around the meniscus, has a vascularity. So there's a greater chance of healing while their inner portion of the meniscus is more avascular. So they call that the red zone for vascular and the white zone for avascular. So Len, if you had like a complete white-white uh, tear, mm -hmm. would you still immediately weight bear? Yeah, I mean, you start getting, uh, it depends on the chronicity of it, the age of the patient. I would leave that, but it's a tough one. I think, if I recall, noise, Frank Noise in Cincinnati does have some stuff. He's repairing white-whites, and I think he's pretty aggressive with them. So. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a little bit more conservative because it's probably um, a tough one to come back from. But I think partial weight bearing is probably okay, believe right. it or not. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not going to do full weight bearing. But if they're locked in a brace, locked in extension, and you're getting, again, those hoop stresses that are going to help to reapproximate that tear along with the whatever anchors they put in there to repair it, it seems to be safe both anecdotally and statistically in the research. So. so that was going to be my next question. So when you when you say weight bearing immediately, is it always in a brace locked and extended? I would say so. Like protect the patient from themselves, put somebody in a brace, remind them that they have to be locked in extension, um, crutches probably early on, get them off crutches, but being locked in that brace um, should be pretty safe for people. But and, and the brace, it kind of it kind of assures you have like a compressive force, Correct. a very minimal shear force. Right. And I think that's what we're kind of shooting for with these procedures is is potentially some beneficial effects of the compression without the shear. Right. So 
uh, yeah, I think I think that sounds good. Anybody else have any other follow-up questions for yeah, Lenny? If you want more information, I, I did write a blog, I wrote a blog post on this for Mike's website, actually. I think it's called Why We Stuck in the 90s with Meniscal Repairs. So you can check that out on MikeReynolds.com. So that's kind of my thoughts. Some of the research, it's probably a year or two old, the blog post, but I think it's still pretty relevant. Yeah, pretty cool title, too. Yes. I like that. Lenny got it pretty cool on that one. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. You know, always remember just one last thing is physician preference does come into play. Some Sometimes the physicians know more than you do about how well Definitely. the repair went. So yeah. they may they may go a little bit more cautious and it's not because they're not cutting edge or they're not, you know, whatever, you know, with that particular person. They just may think, wow, this, this repair, this fixation, this wasn't really good. I'm not really confident in it. So let's maximize their chance. So just realize that communication is 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 still key. Uh, but, you know, I think we're all comfortable weight bearing a little bit. So um, I'm not stuck in the 90s. Are you? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be sometimes. Yeah, it was kind of. I was about one. Actually, good, 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 good era. Yeah, I, I hate were you born in the nineties. Ninety-one. <laughs> good year. Eighty-nine. Nice. <laughs> anyway, good question. I appreciate that one. That's always a good one here. I like some of those specifics, especially with like one of those, right? Like, like a question like that to me that always you know comes up every now and then, even on the podcast. But like people are still grasping it. I, I think sometimes maybe it's just too vague. Like meniscus repair is just like too big, right? Like it's you know for some specific tears then yeah you should absolutely weigh bearing and some maybe you shouldn't so I think that's part of why that's great but uh, great question hope that helped uh, if you have another question just head to MikeReynolds.com and click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us a question anything you guys want to talk about we'd be happy to answer we'll see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.